Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 27th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. Why? Because I believe that God has declared some things specifically over this year, over this season, over 2021. I believe that God, his desire, his heart, the grace is available for us to level up new levels that we can level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives. But I also know the dynamic. <laughs> And, and how it works that there's this, there's, there are things that God desires. There are things that God declares. There are things that heaven announces, but that doesn't mean that everybody down here is going to experience it. And so when God announces something or heaven declares something, it means that the grace is available for it. God does everything that he does by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. But what we do in response to God's grace, we're supposed to do it by faith. So the, the grace is made available for new levels to level up in 2021, but we now have to provide the faith, which is why I've been teaching you to do it on purpose. Let's be intentional about our progress. Look at me. If you want progress, you have to be intentional. If you want progress, you're going to have to pursue this progress on purpose. <music>so that said, uh, and I still have people tuning in. I have people jumping on the live stream. I want you to open up your heart to what God is saying. I've been teaching this series entitled progress on purpose all year. I told you that we will level up in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, externally of those five. We've covered four already. And on externally, I've really been dealing with relationships. So I told you that I would teach you about the three people that you need in your life or the three roles that you need filled discerning when to let some people go, <laughs> the importance of choosing the right friends, and then surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith. And that's where I'm at right now. So as I'm dealing with that, surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith, the title of today's message is real pressure, real friends. Let me say that again. Real pressure, real friends. When the pressure is on, you need your inner circle. I'm talking about real friends. I'm talking about like young people today would say ride or die. You need some ride or die believers with you that are going to go through the challenge with you and believe God for the breakthrough. Say amen to that. All right. What I'm going to use as a text today, at, you know, to be able to teach this point is a story in Mark chapter five that deals with a man named Jairus and his daughter. So let's deal with that real, real pressure. Real friends. Let's go to Mark chapter five. I don't normally read this many verses, but I'm going to read verses 21 through 42. In the middle, there's a section that I'll skip dealing with the woman with the issue of blood, but let's read it and then let's get into the message for this morning. You ready? All right, here we go. Now I'm about to get started. So lock in. So the Bible says in Mark chapter five, beginning at verse 22, Jesus went back to the other side of the lake in a boat. When he got there, there was a large crowd of people waiting for him at the seashore. Now, a leader of the synagogue broke through the crowd. His name was Jairus. He saw Jesus and he bowed down before the master. He begged Jesus and said, listen, Lord, my daughter is dying. She's at the point of death. But, but if you would come and lay hands on her, she will recover and she will live. 
And Jesus said, okay, let's go. And so Jesus went with Jairus, the disciples went with them, and then the crowd followed. Why did the crowd follow? Because church folk are nosy. And so there they go. And so all of these people are going to Jairus' house. Can you see it? So there's Jesus, there's Jairus, there's the 12, there's the crowd, and they're all on their way. Now, as they were going, I don't want to get into this, but the, the, there came a woman with an issue of blood who kept saying within herself, if I could just but touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She broke through the crowd. She touched Jesus. Jesus stopped, said, somebody touched me. And I was like, what do you mean somebody touched you? <laughs> it was like, everybody touched you. No, 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 no. Somebody touched me like a whole nother level of touch. And so Jesus has a whole conversation with this woman. She's telling him her testimony. Jairus has said, lady, you know, she, Jairus is standing there like, lady, my daughter's dying. Can you please hurry up with your testimony? I need you to shut up so we can go. And while they're talking, the Bible says, verse 35, while they were still speaking, some men came from Jairus's house and said, listen, Sorry to tell you this, bro, but your daughter's dead. You don't even need to bother Jesus anymore. But Jesus didn't care, the Bible says, what the people said. He just looked at Jairus and said, listen, be not afraid. <laughs> Only believe. I mean, like, yeah, there's a dead situation, but I, I'm a God that can raise up people from the dead. I mean, one word from God can turn any even seemingly dead situation around. He's like, man, don't, don't even worry about it. Don't just keep believing. And then at this point, verse 37, Jesus looked back, told the crowd, y'all can't go. No, like, this is where we part ways. Like now the pressure's on. So y'all can't go. Matter of fact, out of my 12 disciples, only three of them can go. So the Bible says, Jesus let only Peter, James, and John go with them. And so Peter, James, and John, Jesus and Jairus go to the house. And when they got to the house, there was a bunch of people there. There was family, there was friends, there was full, there were people was crying. There was a lot of confusion. People were mourning. So Jesus entered the house and said, listen, why are you guys crying? What's all this noise? The child is not dead. She's sleeping. I'm about to raise her from the dead. And then the people there started laughing at Jesus. <laughs> they started laughing at Jesus. So Jesus was like, all right, so y'all can leave. And so he kicked them out the house. And once he kicked them out the house, he goes to the to Jairus. His wife was like, where's the little girl? Where's her room? Her room is over there. And Jesus walks over to the to the girl's room and he laid hands on her. And he said, Talitha Kumai, which means little girl, stand up. And the girl stood up and she began walking. And the Bible says she was 12 years old and the father and the mother were amazed. And then the word got out and every, everybody else was amazed. And Jesus gave the father and the mother strict orders. Listen, don't tell everybody about this. Everybody can't handle this kind of testimony. And so give the girl something to eat and just kind of keep this to yourself. Boom. End of the story. So what does this mean for you today about like friends and faith and like, you know, when the pressure's on your inner circle, all of that? Well, we have some things to learn. So I have three things that I want to share with you on this morning as it relates to this. And as I get into these three things, I want you to, to rid your heart of all distractions and lock in. You ready? Here we go. Number one, three things. Number one, here we go. You have to know uh, when your friends can't help you. So you have to know, like you have friends, you have a lot of friends, but as you, and I don't mean Facebook friends. I mean like friends, friends. So you have friends, but you know, like which friend can help you in what situation. So you have to know when your friends can't help you. And so J Jairus was a, a ruler of the synagogue. Let's talk about this woman. Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue. Jairus, that meant that he was in charge of the synagogue. That meant that he knew rabbis. He, he knew people. He, he was part of the Jewish 
religious elite. Like, you know, I mean, he knew people. He knew people who were religious. <laughs> but when the pressure's on and he needed a miracle, he knew that religion was not going to give him a miracle. He needed somebody that had a relationship with God. Forget those religious stuff. When, when you need a breakthrough, listen, I was raised very religious. I can't stand religion. I hate religion now because religion forces people to, to focus on rites and rituals and routines. And these people, you can do all the rites and all the rituals and all the routines and not have a relationship with God. Jairus is like, no, 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 no. I need somebody that can get a prayer through. I need somebody that can get me a breakthrough. Forget it. I'm going to go to Jesus. His daughter was dying. Since his daughter was dying, he left everybody that he knew that was religious and he took off to Jesus. I need to point out that Jairus's friends were fighting against Jesus. I need to point out that the people that Jairus was hanging with were opposing Jesus and what Jesus was doing. And when the pressure was on, when the pressure was on, he was like, forget it. If I go look for Jesus, my friends are going to be mad at me. If I go look for Jesus, my friends are going to talk about me. But when the pressure is on, you don't have time for none of that. You don't have time to worry about who's going to be happy, who's going to be sad, who's not going to like you, who's not going to like what you do. Listen, when you're, when the pressure is on, you need a breakthrough and so especially when it's dealing with your children his little daughter was dying he could care less at this point if they're gonna like what I'm doing he could care less if they're gonna talk about me he was like I need a breakthrough I'm going to see the man named Jesus so listen look at me real quick as I as I kind of key in on this first point I need you to take a moment to take a self inventory of your friends like think about who, who are your friends think about it think about it go through your Rolodex if you really needed a breakthrough, if you really needed a prayer to get to heaven, who would you call? Think about it right now. Who would you call? What's the name? Now, if, if you can't think of a name within the circle of your friends, doggone it, you need new friends. If you can't think of a name right now where if you really needed a breakthrough, if you have a family member that's at the point of death and you're going to the hospital and your friends say, hey, I want to go. All your friends call you and text you. I want to go with you to the hospital. You know, you can't take all of them with you because some of them are not friends of faith. So which ones of those friends? And if you can't think of a name, you need new friends. G Jairus was willing to do whatever it took to get the breakthrough for his daughter, even if it meant upsetting his friends. See, but when you have friends that are full of the Holy Ghost, when you have friends that are full of the word, when you have friends that know Jesus, when you have friends that have a relationship with God, when you have friends that can hear from the Holy Spirit, you don't have to look far. When you need a breakthrough, you don't have to go like way deep into your Rolodex. Why? Because you have people right there around you that will set their faith in agreement with you. I'm talking about you're going to have to level up your relationships if you don't have those type of friends. You got it? All right. Number two, the language of faith always speaks the desired outcome. So you don't speak. The language of faith is not about speaking what you see. It's speaking what you desire. It's speaking what you, God, we serve a God that doesn't just look at, he didn't look at darkness and say, whoa, it sure is dark outside. No, he looked at darkness and called what he desired and he spoke light. And what happened? There was light and he saw the light and it was good. Why? Because that's what he said. And so we serve a God that calls those things which be not as though they were until they become what he declared. And so, so Jairus goes to Jesus and says, listen, my little daughter's dying. Now, I don't want to lie about this. I don't want to, I don't want to lessen the gravity of the situation. I'm acknowledging the gravity of the situation. I'm acknowledging the fact that my daughter is dying. She is at the point of death. And so I, I I'm not trying to say that it's not. So, so calling 
calling those things that be not as though they are is not the same as calling those things that are as though they are not. So I can't stand when people don't understand this point and they and they do spooky stuff that honestly is just stupid. Like like if you have a broken arm and, and the doctor says it's going to heal in eight weeks, but you need it, you need this cast off in three weeks, then we can believe God for the cast, for God to speed up the healing and for the cast to come off in three weeks. But if I go to pray with you and go, my arm ain't broke, my arm ain't broke, the devil is a liar, my arm ain't broke, well then you don't need prayer then. I mean, then get out of here. That, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they were, not the things that are as though they are not. You know what I'm saying? So if your arm ain't broke, then you don't need prayer. Go, go find somebody else. But if, if you can acknowledge my arm is broke, and the doctor says it's going to take eight weeks, but I believe that God can speed up the process. Now we got something to work with. Jairus was saying, listen, my daughter is at the point of death. Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to lie about this thing. My daughter is at the point of death. I'm acknowledging the gravity of the situation. But if you, Jesus would come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. He was speaking what he desired. He was speaking the language of faith. He was at Jesus's feet and he was speaking what he desired by faith. Jesus made it clear. I'm sorry. Jairus made it clear that, that, that listen, she's at the point of death, but he's also making it clear. If you would come, if you would go to my house, if you lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Look at me in the natural world. We move things with our hands. In the spirit realm, we move things without words. We have to speak words of faith from a believing heart. Now, let me just say this. God is going to honor your faith. God is going to honor what you say. You're going to have whatever you say, right? So what did Jairus say? Jesus, you got to come to my house. You got to lay hands on my daughter. Then she shall recover. Then she shall live. Okay, cool. All right, let's go. Right from the seashore, Jesus could have just said, your daughter is healed. But that's not what Jairus said. Jairus said something else. Jairus said, no, I need you to come to my house. I need you to lay hands on my daughter, touch her. Then she shall recover. Then she shall live. And Jesus was like, well, since that's what you said, then fine. I'm going to do it because that's what you said. You're going to have what you say. There was another woman in the story who said something else. She was saying, if I but touch, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. A lot of people touch Jesus. Nothing happened. Cause that's not what they said. Listen, you're going to have what you say. We know that, that Jesus could have just spoken. The centurion says, listen, I don't need you to come. I just need you to say, speak the word only. And my servant shall be healed. Jesus was like, well, since you have the faith to say that, and you have the faith to believe that, then I don't need to go to your house. I could just say it. Boom. Your servant is healed. So you're going to have what you say. My question is, what have you been saying? So you got to think about this. This is how important your words are. Jesus was like, okay, since you said I have to go to your house, then I have to go to your house. So let's go. They walk into the house. I told you that Jesus had a conversation with this woman with the issue of blood. And on the way there, the little girl died. In that moment, Jairus's heart was filled with fear. And, 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 and he was about to say, they was like, hey, tell Jesus not to come. Now watch this. Words of faith got Jesus to start walking. Words of fear would have caused Jesus to stop. If Jairus would have said, don't come, then Jesus would stop because Jesus, God is never going to force himself on you. So now what's the situation? His heart is filled with fear. But before he said anything, Jesus was like, stop. 
be not afraid. Only believe. Jesus was saying, come on, bro. You, I need you to keep on believing. Your words of faith caused me to start walking towards your house. If you speak words of fear, then I'm going to stop. I have to stop because I have to honor your will. So if you can't say anything, just don't say anything. I would rather you keep your mouth shut than to speak words of fear. So don't say anything. Do be not afraid. Only believe. And if you, if you just keep your mouth shut, I will go off of the last words you say. Come on now. If you just keep your mouth shut, I will go off of the last words you say. Look at me. If you can't say anything in faith, don't say nothing. I would rather you just shut up if you can't, if you can't speak words of faith. God will go off of the last word that you said. And so you make a declaration of faith. You tap into God's limitless power. If it gets worse before it gets better, don't speak. Don't say what you see. Speak what you said. Continue to say what God is revealing to you until you see what God is revealing to you and never allow what you see to change what you say say amen to that all right number three and finally last point for today your circle needs to be small when the pressure is on let me say that again when the pressure is on your circle needs to be small once once jairus's daughter was dead jesus was like okay listen now the situation got worse now this is the type of situation where everybody can't go so Jesus turns around and tells the crowd, hey, y'all have to stop. Y'all can't go no further. Now watch this. That would have been okay. But then Jesus looks at his own disciples. Twelve men walked with Jesus for three and a half years while he was on the earth. Twelve men. He looks at his own team and basically says 75% of y'all can't go. His own team and says 75% of y'all can't go. Peter, James, and John are the only ones that can go with me into the situation because when the pressure is on, the circle needs to be small. The circle needs to be people of faith, pe- people of like precious faith. And then when Jesus got to the house, he kicked those people out too. There were family members, there were friends, there were people that were crying. They were, and he, they, they gotta go. <laughs> they gotta go. Why? Because when the pressure is on, the circle needs to be small. Let me close with this. Listen, it's never too late for God. If if God is still alive then you still have hope and God is still alive, right? So if you need a breakthrough, you need people around you who are believing God with you. You need people around you. Um, what you don't want to do is have people around you who are speaking against what you're believing God for. You don't, want, you don't want people around you to be speaking fear, doubt, and unbelief. You don't want people around you to be like, oh, well, it's okay. You know, you just never know what God... No, no, no. I don't need all that right now. I need people around me that are going to believe God with me because fear cancels out faith and faith cancels out fear. So if you're in a faith fight, you don't want anybody speaking fear around you. If you're in a faith fight, like I told you before, if, 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 if you have to go into this hospital room and you really need a breakthrough and there's some people in there that are speaking death and not life and you're praying for life, kick them out. Listen, I love you. I appreciate you, but you can't be in this room right now. Like, I mean, like, like you, you, I'm sorry, but this is not about feelings. This is about faith. You have to go like when the, when you're in the middle of a faith fight, when the pressure is on, you need people around you that are going to believe God. You need people around you in your inner circle that are going to stand in the gap with you. You need people around you that are going to speak life and not death, blessing and not cursing. You need people around you that are going to release their faith with you. And if they have fear, if they have doubt, if they have unbelief, it could be your mama, but they got to go. I'm saying that I'm, I'm I'm serious about this. You cannot be around the wrong people and expect the right results. You need, when the pressure is on, your circle needs to be small 
and the church said amen. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Oh man, I I said, yeah, I, I mean, I meant what I said when I said about your mama. I mean, I'm talking about for real, for real. You need to believe God when the pressure's on. And at that point, your circle needs to be small. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me the importance of leveling up on purpose. You offered me everything you planned from the foundations of the world. You do this by grace. My job is to tap into your grace with my faith. I walk and live by faith. I speak the language of faith. I surround myself with people of like precious faith. When the pressure is on, (laughs) I thank you for giving me a close circle of friends who can believe you with me. You are not moved when my situation seems dead. You are only moved by the fact that my faith is still alive. So no matter how bad things get, I refuse to throw in the towel, to give up, to cave in, or to quit. I keep my faith switch in the on position because I have friends who keep me going. So I level up my relationships in 2021 and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes from today. You can get all my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox on a daily basis. Do me a favor as you go into this day, think about your friends. Make sure you have some, make sure you have some people you can call when you really need a prayer. When you need a prayer to get to heaven, you got to have somebody you can call. You need people around you. And if, if you can't think of a name, you need new friends. And then do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.